Have you ever wondered where the laws in Uganda come from and how they are enforced? From criminal law to civil law, these sources of law play a crucial role in shaping up the legal system. But what are exactly these sources of law? How do they work? Where do they come from? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another episode of The Legal Transit. This podcast takes you through the journey of the complexities of the law. Well, in this episode, I'm going to be discussing sources of law in Uganda. Whether you're a law student, a lawyer, or someone just interested in the legal system of Uganda, understanding the sources of law is really essential. It helps us to know where these laws that we operate in come from. Where do they derive their validity? So join me as we delve into the sources of law in Uganda and how they shape the legal system. Let's start by defining what we mean by law. Law refers to a set of rules that have a legal binding force on certain groups of persons. When we define sources of law, we simply mean origins of laws. This refers to where the laws derive their validity. In Uganda, we have two categories of sources of laws. We have the primary sources of law and the secondary sources of law. What are primary sources of law, you may ask? Primary sources of law are the foundational sources of law onto which our Ugandan legal system is based. These sources of law are considered to be the most authoritative and are used to interpret and apply the law. In most cases, they are usually issued by the governing bodies and entities. Another important thing to note about primary sources of law is that they are binding. This means that courts and judicial officers must use them as they reason and arrive at judgments in courts. Examples of primary sources of law we have, first and foremost, the Constitution of Uganda, statutes or statutory law, or legislation we have case law we have common law and the doctrines of equity we have religious law those are the examples of primary sources of law that i will expound upon later in this episode first on our list we have the constitution of uganda as the first primary source of law the constitution of uganda is referred to as the grand norm of the land It is the most superior form of law in Uganda. Article 2 of the same constitution states that the constitution is the supreme law of Uganda and shall have binding force on all authorities and persons throughout Uganda. This means that no one is above the constitution. Every organ, every individual, every authority is governed and bound by the provisions of the constitution. Article 2, sub-article 2 of this same constitution states that if any other law or custom is inconsistent with the provisions of the constitution, that other law or custom shall to the extent of that inconsistency be void. This means that if at all there is any other law that contradicts with any provisions of the constitution, it will be considered to be null and void. That is the first form of a primary source of law. 
Number two on the list, we have statutory law. Statutory law refers to the law that is made by the Parliament of Uganda. The Parliament of Uganda is given power under Article 79 of the Constitution to make laws and also subdelegate this power to other bodies to make laws. The Parliament makes laws in form of statutes. Statutes can also be called acts. The definition of statutes can be that statutes are laws that are enacted by legislative bodies such as the parliament. Examples of statutes or acts that we have in Uganda include the Penal Code Act, Evidence Act, Computer Misuse Act, Contracts Act, Sale of Goods Act, Civil Procedure Act, etc. and many others. Under this form of uh, source of law, we have two categories. We have principal legislation and delegated legislation. Principal legislation refers to the laws and policies made by the parliament itself. The parliament is the legislature. Delegated legislation refers to the laws and policies made by the bodies that the parliament has subdelegated, have as subdelegated powers to to make law. These bodies can include the local council, this can include the ministers and all that. All these bodies have powers to make law according to the constitution of the Republic of Uganda. The local council can make laws in form of bylaws. Ministers can make laws in form of statutory instruments, ordinances, rules and regulations, among others. Next off, we are going to look at case law. Case law can be called precedent it can be called judgment law case law refers to the previous decisions of court precedents are previous court decisions or judgments that are binding on courts and are to be used as references in deciding future cases in which similar matters arise if at all a case was decided in the past conviction and judgment were passed if at all another scenario happens in the future, with sufficient similar facts, the court will rely on that previously decided case to adjudicate the matter at hand and give a decision based on that previous case law that was already decided. However, there are very many advantages to that system since it eases time, it also strengthens uh, the legal system, it uh, brings about uniformity in the legal system, and Cases are decided in a similar manner. We shall look at uh, common law and doctrines of equity. Common law originated from England during the Norman conquest. And uh, by virtue of Uganda being a British colony, these laws of England were incorporated into the legal system of Uganda. Section 14, subsection 3 of the Judicature Act states that uh, common law and doctrines of equity can be applied in the legal system of Uganda. What are doctrines of equity? Equity can be defined to mean fairness, justice, and good conscience. Equity came in as a legal system to supplement common law, but not to disregard it. There was a time when common law was really rigid. It was really very technical and people could not get recourse out of the common law courts. 
equity was then founded as an alternative form of uh, finding justice where common law had failed to deliver it or where it was very technical for common law to deliver it so equity follows the law and it only comes in to provide a remedy where there is an injustice or repugnance caused about by common law next we shall look at customary law customs are practices and usages that have been in existence for an extended period of time and are acceptable to groups of persons in society as valid laws. Various tribes in Uganda have their own customs, the Baganda, the Banyoro, the Batoro. Yes, so these customs have been in usage from time immemorial. For example, the Imbalu among the Basoga. This custom has been in existence and they have been performing it for a while. It is from such customs and usages that the law will incorporate such practices as valid laws. It will consider them to be valid laws of force. As I've discussed, customary law is a valid source of law in Uganda where it is not inconsistent with the constitution. Article 2, sub-article 2 told us that uh, where any law or custom is inconsistent with any provisions of the constitution, that custom or law shall be void and null. Therefore, for customary law to apply as a, a valid source of law, it should not be repugnant to the principles of natural justice, equity, and good conscience. It must also not be inconsistent with the provisions of the constitution. For example, let me give you an example of uh, a custom that is inconsistent with the provisions of the constitution and it was struck out as being unlawful. Female genital mutilation, which is the FGM, the abbreviation, is a custom among the Sabini and the Sebei where uh, they mutilate the private parts of a female following uh, their customs. That custom was struck out and is considered to be inconsistent with the principles of the constitution. Hence, it is null and void. Another thing is that uh, a custom should be in existence from time immemorial. It should be in existence for so long in order to be recognized as a custom. There must be continuity. There must be locality. There must be reasonableness in that custom. That is another source of law, customary law. Next, we shall look at a religious law. Uganda as a state is a secular state. This means that there is no single religion that defines Uganda. Uganda does not as adapt a single religion as its own religion. And uh, to the effect, Article 8 of the Ugandan Constitution states that Uganda is a secular state. Religion is a valid and recognized source of law in Uganda. We have various religions in Uganda such as uh, Islamic religion, Christianity, Hinduism. All those religions are validly recognized in Uganda. Let me give you examples where religious law influences the legal system in Uganda. For example, now we have what we call Islamic banking. Islamic banking is an invention from the Islamic religion. 
it has been incorporated in the legal system and is now a valid uh it is now a valid form of law rules of islamic banking are accepted and are enforceable in case one infringes upon them we also have kadi courts these are like the islamic courts if someone infringes upon sharia law they will be liable in what we call the kadi courts these kadi courts are based upon the quran and the hadith of the islamic faith another thing we are going to be looking at international law international law is another primary source of law international law are a set of rules that are generally regarded and accepted as binding in relations between states and nations various nations get into these treaties and conventions or what we call international law and ratify them into their legal system once they are ratified in their legal system they become binding sources of law these laws govern international relations among nations for example where a country becomes a signatory that law becomes binding into that country in uganda we can look at uh, some of the statutes that uganda is a signatory to for example the un convention the rome statute geneva conventions the un charter among many others these are statutes of international law uganda is a signatory and that means they are binding upon it uganda must follow all these rules incorporated into its legal system that is it for the primary sources of law and now we are going to move next to the secondary sources of law what are secondary sources of law secondary sources of law are sources that analyze assess give opinions explain and evaluate the law they contain the law but are not essentially law themselves <laughs> well those are the secondary sources of law and examples of secondary sources of law we have law journals these are books in which one writes down their personal analysis and thoughts about the law we can have an example of the Makerere Law Journal. We have the Yale Law Journal. We have uh, next we have uh, legal encyclopedias and legal digests. We have legal dictionaries, which are reference books that list uh, that contain lists of words listed in alphabetical order with correspondence to their meanings. One of the most authoritative dictionaries we have in the common law system of uganda is the black's law dictionary it is a full-fledged independent source of law which you can authoritatively cite in any piece of work let me give you the case of quizera versus attorney general a 2017 case where justice lilian tibatema made reference to the online law dictionary called duhaime law dictionary she looked up for the word of uh, costs the meaning of uh, of the word costs follow the event so we are seeing that judges are using these forms of law in uh, in analysis of their judgments and uh, as they arrive to reasonings in cases next we see textbooks for example clanville williams learning the law law conferences law reviews for example the harvard law review legal periodicals law reports among many others 
Law reports, for example, we have the All England Law Reports, we have the Kampala Law Reports, ETC, etc. Altogether, we've looked at the sources of law in Uganda. We've looked at a meaning of law, what sources of law are. I've given you the types or categories of sources of law in Uganda. That is, primary sources of law and secondary sources of law. To give you a recap, primary sources of law include the constitution, which is the first primary source of law, and whenever cases are being reasoned out, the first provisions we have to look at are the constitution. Next, we have statutory law. This is the second form of law that we have to look at as we are finding laws that we are going to use in reasoning out cases or scenarios in the legal world. The constitution, statutory law, we look at case law, we look at common law and the doctrines of equity, we look at international law, among others. Then secondary sources of law, we look at legal journals, legal conferences, legal dictionaries, law reports, among others. That was it for this episode. I hope you found this helpful. So wherever you come across this podcast, be it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, anywhere, any platform that you're using, please leave a review for this podcast. Like, share with everyone who you think will find this helpful. It will go a long way to pushing this podcast and make it possible to deliver quality content for you and discussions. Thank you very much. I remain Chitio Martin, your host, the Legal Transit Podcast. Nice day.